We're checking with 35th District State Representative Andrew Fink for the very latest on what's happening in Lansing. And it has been uh, wild the first uh, month and a half, two months of uh, of the session for you guys. It, it, in recent memory, anyway, this seems to be one of the busiest opening periods of a, of a legislative session in, in quite a while, hasn't it? Hey, King, good morning. Thanks for having me on. Uh, you know, I guess I don't actually know enough about... We, I don't think we've actually moved all that many bills. Um, although there may... I don't know. There may have been more than usual moved off the floor, but we've had very few committee hearings. Really, only the last couple of weeks have there been any committee hearings. So the, the busyness has been sort of start and stop and uh, generally only about one or two issues in a given week. Uh, but they've all been very high-profile issues. As I said to one of my uh, uh, colleagues the other day, and we voted on a lot of the stuff that's on our websites, whereas in a normal legislative week, you vote on a lot of stuff that uh, isn't as uh, high-profile or controversial. So it's been an unusual term in that the uh, the majority, the new Democrat majority, has focused pretty heavily on, on highly partisan issues. Within that, obviously, the governor pushing through what she wanted to do uh, budget-wise or a, a number of items, uh, reshaping some of the, uh, the the tax structures, but uh, did not get what she wanted uh, with that $180 checks that were supposed to be sent out to everybody by shifting some dollars there. Tell people how that worked and, 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 and where you fell on that issue. Yeah, it is complicated, Ken, so I'm glad that you're giving me a minute here to kind of explain it. So the... Essentially, the, the 2015 gas tax changes included a provision that if the state revenues got to a certain point, uh, then there'd be an automatic income tax rate cut. And uh, we had that revenue at the end of 2022, of, of fiscal year 2022 in, in uh, September of last year. And uh, the close of books, I think, has to happen within six months of that date. And the administration has put quite a lot of effort into trying to find a way to remove $800 million from the FY22 uh, close of books in order to avoid that income tax cut kicking in. And so the first scheme was to use that money for the Marshall Project uh, that I think we've already talked about a little bit. And when the outcry over that was sufficient uh, that the governor didn't think it could happen, then she came up with the idea of the $180 checks uh, or $90 per person if you're in a married couple. And um, and when she was asked where they came up with this figure from, she said something like math. And the math that she's talking about was $800 million divided by, you know, 7 million taxpayers, whatever it comes to, and that's how she got the $180, million, or $180 checks. So it, it was never a plan that really made sense, and it wasn't really serious relief, and it certainly wasn't lasting relief. And so in order to get immediate effect on it, she would have needed two-thirds of the Senate to support it, and the Republicans in the Senate did not, because it's just not a good plan. And so uh, eventually, she appears to have kind of given up on that, and we, we now expect the income tax rate cut to kick in next year, uh, essentially because Republican opposition to uh, shortchanging the voters on it left us in a position where she couldn't get the $180 checks out the door, which means that money, we think, will remain in the FY22 uh, close of books um, uh, calculations. So I know that's that's kind of calcul- t- technical and, and uh, a little bit maybe mathy, especially for me, but it is important for folks to understand that the reason they're not getting the checks is because they're going to get a tax cut instead, and that's what the law already says. So the tax cuts are going to go through, and if they do, when, when would they actually take effect? 
Uh, it, it would take effect for uh, your taxes next year, I think, um, uh, because the, the adjustment would be made during tax year 2023. Um, so your, your tax forms next year would reflect a lower income tax rate. And, and as, far as, yeah, as far as I know, there's now nothing stopping the, the tax cut from, from going through. Um, the governor hasn't quite been able to kind of embrace it, but my suspicion is that within a few weeks she'll be taking credit for the lower tax rate. Talking to a state representative, Andrew Fink, this morning. In the focus this week, gun safety bills that uh, the Democrats have, in some cases, resurrected. Some, obviously, were, were a little bit new based on what happened at uh, Michigan State University. What happens this week in the, in the state house with those, do you think? Yeah, I'm not sure what's actually going to go through the floor this week or even through committee. I haven't gotten a committee notice yet for the Judiciary Committee, of which I'm the minority vice chair, and that's where most of these gun bills have been assigned. Uh, in, in the last week, we, uh, the, the committee and then the, the floor and party line votes, so all the Republicans voting against and all the Democrats voting for, passed a, uh, an expansion of, of um, background checks whereby if you purchase a long gun, you now have to go through the same process of obtaining a license to purchase it from the uh, uh, from the uh, state in order to purchase the long gun itself. It's a similar process to what we have for pistols now. Uh, that's the only bill that they voted through now, and I will say they took out some of the, the most egregious parts of it, which would have essentially crippled the hunting industry in Michigan. Anybody who wanted to take a friend hunting would have had to do a background check before handing him a gun to use for the day, and then they would have had to do it going backwards when returning the gun at the end of the day. So they, they took out some of the most obvious problems in the bill, uh, but it still uh, essentially came down to making it harder for law-abiding citizens to own and use firearms, uh, which is just not a priority that I share with the majority. But with the Democrats having the majority in the, both the House and the Senate, do these bills get through? I think it's pretty likely. Um, I don't think to this point we voted on any of the same uh, any of the same um, gun control bills, but both chambers have introduced similar language. There, there are now some changes as each chamber has worked on and amended their bills, so I don't know. I'm not privy to the negotiations between the Democratic leadership and each chamber, which, uh, which version they're going to wind up liking better, um, but, and you'll probably wind up being some combination of them if these things do go through. Uh, but to this point, it appears that they share the, the basic priority and question of whether they can get on the same page with regard to which exact changes they want to make because they introduced in in the case of about 10 or 11 bills i think they introduced identical language uh so i i expect that they're going to continue to make it a priority you know as the term wears on um maybe people will have conversations that lead them in different directions but as i said i do think that most of these bills are out of touch with the way that law-abiding michiganians you know enjoy uh sports with their firearms and use them for personal protection when necessary. All right. Anything else on the schedule for you guys this week that you know of right now? Uh, pretty much cleared the decks last week of the big items, and as I said, the kind of more mundane items have not been working their way through committee with any uh, alacrity so far this term. So, no, I don't actually think there's all that much going to happen this week, and then we're scheduled to be out for a couple of weeks. Um, so, I, you know, I think most members will be taking advantage of the in-district work period and, and spending time in their districts. Um, and, you know, that's a, always a big important part of the job, too. So not having anything on the legislative calendar actually sometimes frees us up to work on things that uh, we know our constituents are interested in and, and need our support on. So 
Uh, if there isn't as, as much on the calendar as I expect for the next few weeks, I'm, I'm, uh, I can find other things that I have to do. All right. Andrew, thanks for checking in. If not sooner, we'll talk in a couple of weeks, all right? Yeah, thanks, Ken. 35th District State Representative Andrew Fink this morning.